Hi there, this is Watching People Cook. I'm Pepper Proxy. And I'm David. And tonight we are going to talk about MasterChef Junior Season 7, Episode 4, Off the Hook. Or as I called it, fish and gross stuff. <laughs> there, Well, and in some cases, folks think fish is gross stuff. So Well, exactly, because you and I are from Ohio. Well, it, we are. And when the episode started, it just made me remember um, fish from Lake Erie, but specifically the Maumee River. And that was our only option for fresh fish. And our choices were perch, pickerel, walleye. Um, and that was like years and years ago when pollution was so bad in the city that I was from. You were lucky if you were able to catch a live fish. And sometimes a masculine figure um, would maybe catch a fish and then they would put it in a cooler with guts and stuff, and it would end up crammed in your little teeny miniature freezer with all these ice crystals crusted. Delicious. It was delicious. But and, and in future episodes, maybe we can talk about when it was time to hunt for the birds, and they were pelted full of buckshot. But onto the fish. Onto the fish. <laughs> so I will say, too, um, my Ohio experience with fish was mostly fish sticks. And you and I have run into people from Ohio out here in the Pacific Northwest that have said they also are wary of fish now because of their past experiences with fish. Not everyone had all the fish from the Maumee River, which I believe caught on fire at one point, if I remember correctly. Uh, a few times, yes. Yeah, there was like a... So it was it was volatile. <laughs> it was a volatile river. It, it was, and sometimes it kept you warm. Exactly. <laughs> if, it caught, uh, if it caught on fire in the middle of winter, it was kind of a relief to the city. It was. And <laughs> you, fortunately, were from a more wealthy family where fish sticks were um, freely available. Available. Where when you when you're from a less wealthy family, fish sticks were um, premium or also called crapper food. If your if your family didn't didn't want you to want a fish stick. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, these kids don't have to worry about fish sticks, though. No, because they have fish choices. Mm-hmm. And Matthew is a powerful eight-year-old. Wearing a banana t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, for the interview segment, I think he was wearing a octopus shirt. I called it the Kraken shirt, but yes, yes. He, yeah. he was. He he had a couple costume changes, which, you know, I love that. Yeah. So... They revealed the fish challenge with um, bowls of goldfish like you would win at an amusement park. Yes. Um, so the kids are a little bit perplexed. And they are talking about not wanting to cook a goldfish. But you kind of can tell. They know they don't have to cook a goldfish. Right. And Gordon talks about uh, deboning it. And then he comes out with a fishing line, and Reed gets excited because he thinks they're going to fly fish. Okay. I want to talk more about Reed later. But I'm just telling but you, at this he moment, he is, was excited for the fly fishing. He was so excited because he was trying to figure out, 
okay, how can I make my own flies? Where am, I think that's what they're called. I gotta get my I gotta get my waders out. Where are we going to capture these fish? And then it turned out the pantry. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah, and my my favorite quote um, from Gordon Ramsay is: "Fish is difficult to cook because there's only one temperature." Perfection. He did say that, which kind of set the kids up for um, some stress, I thought. Well, that's fine. They deserve it. (laughs) But did you notice Kate, um, and we've talked about her in previous episodes, but when they have their little goldfish bowls, Mm -hmm. she hugs her bowl with tenderness and love. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty cute. It so was. The fish have been retrieved, and now the shopping commences. Right. So the other thing we learn um, is Mateo has a good life. Mateo has a good life. Um, the kitchen, his kitchen, because they do a little package on him, his kitchen is pretty awesome, and he's well-traveled and well-versed in Branzino. Yes. And I got to say, they went through this segment pretty quickly. Yeah. With for sure. um, with a fish cooking. So I don't think it was as eventful as some of the initial challenges are um, on MasterChef. And there wasn't any like giant dump of fish guts on the judges this time or anything like that either. So they kind of zipped through this. Uh, Will there ever be a, d- a dump of guts? <laughs> I can only hope so. What they would do. Is what do they you would think? <laughs> they would um, lower like a giant uh, rubber pinata of full of fish guts, and then um, Reed would take a gutting knife on the end of a stick and gut the pinata, and the guts would fall out on the judges. Okay, I could see that. And Reed also knows that the the proper knife is a curved knife. I would only have Reed do it. Only read. <laughs> of the people. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we could make sure that there were no fingers or appendages lost with reeds um, filleting of the giant pinata. Yes. And I have to say, I was interested when Ben came up because he was very self-conscious because Christina Tozzi asked him what he was planning. And he's, he basically said he was going to um, prove how sophisticated his palate was. <laughs> and then he realized what that sounded like. And he kind of went, eh. He, he did. He was a little self-aware, wasn't he? Yeah. And, and I have to say, I figured out, I think, who Ben looks like. The comic book character Richie Rich. Oh, wait. Was, okay. Wasn't there a movie made yes. in the 1980s yes. starring the kid from um, Silver Spoons? No. Okay. It was uh, the kid from Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin? Macaulay Culkin played Richie Rich, yeah. Oh. But he looks like the comic book character, and he was wearing short pants today, too, which also looks like Richie Rich, who was always in rich boy short pants. Well, we've talked about other contestants living in mansions. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that Ben lives in a mansion, but I also don't think he's doing his grocery shopping at Cash and Carry. No. Yeah. And he's, he's self-conscious about his sophisticated palate. Yeah, he, he totally is. So we have a couple contestants. We have some fish tacos. Um, we also have, um, well, Brielle's making fish tacos as well. Tallulah is featured a little bit early on in this episode. 
And we learn that her family has owned just a little French bistro in France. Yeah, she's only yeah. had a little food experience. And just a teeny bit. And then we also say, see um, Nayella. And I don't remember her before this. I don't think she's been featured that no, much. she hasn't. But she was featured quite a bit here. Yeah. And um, they kind of quickly narrowed it to three winners. Yeah, so the top three um, is Matthew from New Jersey. And this is when he did his costume change into right. his Kraken um, right. tea. And he's so happy to be called out, especially because he was called out first. Right. And um, I will also say that uh, it was interesting they called out three eight-year-olds. I liked the fact that they called it three eight-year-olds and very, like, you would never know these children are the same age. And um, Matthew is very excited to tell us he is the youngest. Yes. Um, And then one of my other, like, favorite things that happens during any kind of MasterChef competition or Gordon Ramsay in, in specific is... Somebody has taught Gordon the way to talk about fish that is well-cooked is to use the term glistening, <laughs> which I'm not sure how I feel about glistening fish. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather have glistening fish than dull fish. That's as far as I'll go. I don't want something that looks like a pallid chunk of fish. Like you want it to feel... Flesh. Fle- yeah. yeah. You don't want it to be, you know, a chunk of chunk. Well, Matthew's Branzina was glistening. And then um, Brielle from Georgia is next. And I noticed when um, Brielle was called, the contestant Aaron, with his blue glasses, he was a little bit of a jelly bean. He looked a little jealous. He did look a little jealous. And I I think it might be because Brielle had cold tortillas. (laughs) Tacos. (laughs) I, I don't know that for a fact, because you couldn't see super well, but it did look like they were just, like, tortillas out of the wrapper, you, and she put her stuff in there. Well, I thought it was because they're both from Georgia, and I could be wrong, but what is what is the what is the kiss of death for a tortilla on any cooking show? The untouched. Yeah. That you just take it out of the package and wrap, wrap it around whatever you've cooked, and yeah. that's the... This is the thing. And it actually made me think that it's possible that they just packed this top three with eight-year-olds. Little, the little guys. The yeah. little guys. Just to kind of... because And also, I think um, Matthew is very fun to watch. And I think they would love to have Matthew stick around for a few more weeks. And I think Matthew and everyone in the top three is a great cook. But... The truth on the this show is the younger you are, the more likely you are to just have a crash and burn at some point. And it's not even your fault. No. It's just a high pressure situation. Yeah. So I think I think they want to give the eight-year-olds a little bit of a leg up, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see that. And I think for Brielle especially, because she is very shy yeah. and very tender. And I really liked... Um, that Christina Tozzi said that her dish, her tacos, made her feel like she was on vacation. Mm-hmm. And Aron Sanchez liked the tom- tomato and crema. Yeah, he thought yeah. it was a good... She put yeah. the correct amount of of uh, cut tomato yeah. in the taco. 
with, okay. with the right amount of crema. So now, can we talk about the lovely, lovely young man that seems like a 42-year-old grown-ass <laughs> man? Well, Reed. Yes. And he said, fish is my life. And he's only eight. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess when you're eight, fish can be your life. He likes to hunt, too, but he said he's both a fisherman and a hunter. Yes. Um, and he was really excited to use the striped bass, and nobody else picked it. But he picked it because that's an ingredient he likes to fish for with his brother. Yeah, he's he's familiar with it. Yeah. And so then, of course, Matthew wins. He does. But he also tells the other top three. You know how I feel about Matthew. I know. I just have I know. such a soft spot in my heart. Um, but he tells the other two, you guys did a really good job too, but he cannot wait to see his advantage. Right. And he gets to choose what the other contestants cook with. Right. And his choices are things that kids like. Yeah. So Aron talks like about chocolate and white chocolate. You know, white, I love white chocolate because I love the super, super duper sweet I know a lot of people don't like it, and I understand. And dark chocolate, Mexican chocolate, and how great all this chocolate is. Then we have Christina with this whole smorgasbord full of citrus. Mm-hmm. Lemons, oranges, because that is the second thing that kids love most. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the things. In the world. And all children love it. They were very specific. All children love chocolate. Across the universe. Well... <laughs> The United States, because they're trying to keep it Master Chef U.S. Oh, so yeah, they don't right, want it. They don't want to extend it into Canada and say that Canadian kids like citrus. Because okay. maybe that's not true. Side note: Are there any Canadian contestants? I don't think on this one. I think it, I'm hoping that there's a Master Chef Canada Junior. Oh, that would be amazing. They could maybe get a Michelin star. They could, and we could find out what Canadian kids like. And I'm betting one of them is maple syrup. No. Yes, I bet really? that would be one of the things. But what about poutine? And poutine, who doesn't love poutine? But I do have to say, just a slight tangent. At some point, there will be a Canadian child winner on the Food Network baking champ, like either spring baking championship or Christmas, whatever they are, because they've already had two proud Canadians and they just want to win for their country. I know. And there must be a channel in Canada showing the spring baking championship because they are just as obsessed about it as the American Well, absolutely. Are. And it's weird because the um, channel up in Canada, they show Food Network shows but they also show Master Chef, so it's a little, <laughs> little bit different. Anyway, <laughs> so then the third ingredient. Gordon's is awful. And that entails entrails. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. entrails. In, in test, it's basically the cast-offs from the rest of the pig, including like the snout, the hooves, the intestines, the heart, the liver, um, anything on the pig. In this case, that you don't normally wouldn't eat. Well, this is one of the things that I've learned. I learned when I was really young. 
For chitlins, you really have to clean them out because they do still have maybe some fecal matter in them, but they also have a lot of like veins and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you just have to boil the heck out of them and cook them with vinegar. And they're pretty tasty. So what you're saying is in um, Toledo MasterChef... (laughs) I'm not saying... No, I'm not saying any cities. No, 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 no. We can't say what city. We can just say... A city close to the Maumee River. (laughs) (laughs) The city close to the Maumee River. Um, That that would be the poor kid master chef awful would not be that bad a choice. Well, it would be a tough choice, but they would absolutely beat Matthew in that that test. And so then when they come back out to announce it, I wanted to point out that um, they reintroduce in front of the other contestants what the three choices that Matthew had were before they say what it was. And then Gordon Ramsay pulls a <laughs> Hannibal Lecter because he comes out with a snout in one hand and an ear in the other, and he puts the ear on his ear and the snout on his nose, much to the disgust of every child there, except probably maybe Reed. <laughs> no, because Reed's worth, we're used to it. But speaking of Hannibal Lecter, can we just say... Mads Mickelson was great. Was phenomenal. And if you guys, I know this is more for little kids, but when you become more adult, yeah, I have to watch Hannibal, the TV show. And it was like on a weird network like NBC. It wasn't on Showtime or mm-hmm. HBO, but oh my goodness, how great was that show? And in that show, they cook with <laughs> awful. <laughs> Human. It's human awful. (laughs) I was trying to avoid saying that. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That was a little bit of a tangent. Sorry. But I think um, then they turn after Matthew reveals that he's chosen citrus. He also reveals that he saves five other home crops. That's right. They turn him into a judge god. He wasn't... (laughs) He totally was a judge god, even though I love Matthew. The thing that just seemed kind of weird to me, not weird, but just like a little judgy, was that he said he wanted to save pretty good cooks, very kind kids, and the ones that are deserving to stay. So it's like, oh, okay, Matthew. And so he chose his five. Which included Evie, Jaden... Ivy, Che, and Rashad. And then... Rashad was his first pick. So it made me think that they maybe were getting to be buddies. That may be the case. Yeah. Rashad is just en- enough older than um, than Matthew, Matthew to that he might feel a little, you know, older brother, younger brother well, feelings also, for one another. Because I, I think yeah. Matthew's probably a little... Matthew has the best self-talk of any reality show contestant I've ever, ever. seen. Other than Bobby Flay. <laughs> and he's not really a contestant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Bobby Flay just is like a machine that doesn't yeah. care. And Matthew's like, I am good. Yeah. I, and I'm just like, man, I wish that was the inside of my head. Well, I also thought... Well, yes, I wish it was the inside of your head too and mine. <laughs> but I also thought that it was telling because... When Matthew made his judgment, he did say very other children that are very kind, and then immediately it was Rashad. So I yeah. think he sees Rashad as maybe a mentor and somebody who's been very kind and gentle to him when he has had times of trouble. 
Maybe so. Yeah. And they both um, have interesting clothes. Yeah, they do. So we start with a 60-minute scramble to the pantry, and it sure seemed like the children were so tickled to see. It was citrus fruit, but it was a little confused because Ben starts with lemons, Mm -hmm. but then it seemed like he had a little bit of a hard time identifying what the orange was. Well, I, when there are oranges, tangerines, <laughs> lemons, and grapefruits, and you have oh. five seconds to shop, I could see somebody being like, I just want an orange. Because I, th- I think he ended up getting a blood orange, and he just wanted an orange. Oh. And then in the middle of it, then he belts out a few um, a few bars of a tune I've never heard. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was just ner- nerve nervousness. Mm-hmm. And one of the other weird things, which I didn't understand, but maybe this is a cooking thing I don't know about, is Aron says one of the things he's going to judge on is whether or not there's a visual indicator on the dish that it contains citrus. (laughs) And I was like, Couldn't he tell it was glistening? Isn't glistening enough? (laughs) It was weird because it did lead to all the kids including um, either zest or a slice of citrus in their dish. And usually, like, chefs are kind of slammed for that, and they often say, do not ever put a garnish that you can't eat the whole thing, and yada, yada, yada. And I know you can eat actually eat, like, a, a wedge of lemon, mm-hmm. but it did seem counterintuitive to other things that they have been taught in the past. Yes, and I also wanted to point out that Reed and his little package at this point um, talked about how much he likes cooking. And then he showed him like he was cooking meat. And then he said, and salads for the ladies. <laughs> but not in an <laughs> offensive way. That was the thing. And he he said he what, he's cooking when he isn't fishing. Right. He's cooking and making salads for the ladies when he's not fishing. And so he decides he's going to make some lemon glazed donuts. And then Matthew says, oh, that's a different side of reed. <laughs> it is. Because it's, it's a non-meat side of reed that we're seeing. Yeah. But, I, you know, and I'm, I'm going to get into this more later. But I also have to say, bunt in terms of how much effort it takes to do a particular dish because some of them tried to do more complicated dishes than others and i think reed's was outside his comfort zone so props to reed for that but it's also not the most complicated dish that anyone tried to wait have you ever tried to make a lemon glazed donut i have not okay so they're that's all I have to say about that. But I have tried to make pancakes. <laughs> Those pancakes <laughs> look so good. Kate made the pancakes, she right? She did, and she got through in the pancakes. They but look then, so good. But then, you know, Mateo tried to knock it out of the park with three different dishes, and yeah. it didn't succeed. Well, I also think that there's maybe, and we're going to see this further down in the in the season, but... I think there's a difference between savory and sweet. Not one is harder or easier. It's just a whole different mentality, whole different scramble to get ingredients. 
the whole different timing thing. So we yeah. saw both savory and sweet in this one. Yeah, and but I would I would say after watching the show, if I were cooking in it, I would make my famous lemon grilled cheese sandwich. Because <laughs> it is so scrummy. <laughs> I know. What else do you put on? Tell us more about your lemon grilled <laughs> I'm cheese. I'm just sandwich. saying, pick, pick, I'd pick something that was very easy to do and then just say, I'm adding lemon to it. Okay. I so. want I, I want you to make for dinner tomorrow a lemon gr- grilled cheese sandwich that we both eat the whole thing. All right. I'll Chal- work on challenge. It. I'll challenge myself. Okay. So um we we now we flip over to um an incident. Drama. It was drama. It was a caramel or caramel, depending on what part of the country you're from, no judgment, burn. Mm-hmm. And this part of the show made me just love Aron Sanchez. And it made me realize he, this man does indeed have children of his own. Because he was so nice. Nice and reassuring. He did not baby Nayella. But he did comfort her and give her a very good pep talk. Mm-hmm. I agree. So that made me happy. So then we go to um, Matthew, and we learn that he likes to fish in New Jersey with his dad. Um, he's got his little Kraken shirt on. And then we see very little of Ben and Sadie and read in this segment. We didn't see much of Seattle Sadie at all. Surprising during a fish episode. Well, she got she she's out of the Well, no, wait, she what No, she was not pulled to the balcony. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Tallulah oh. with her uh macarons. <laughs> I know, Tallulah. And my my quote from Tallulah I wrote down was I hope it goes as well as I think it will. That's an, that's foreshadowing. I think that's called foreshadowing, isn't it? Yes. Kyle is um, cooking um, with citrus and is making a tart with the candied blood orange, like you said. The blood orange he was maybe not hoping for. <laughs> hoping well, for. And, <laughs> and as I mean, we could we can do the judging now too, because his 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 um, blood orange was thick. It was a chunk of orange. Yeah, yeah. it was a yeah. thick chunk of blood yeah. orange. And Mateo went down the savory path saying he's never made risotto, but he wants to show off. Yes. That risotto did not look, speaking of judgment, no. didn't look good. His scallops didn't look good. But we learn later that the judges didn't think that either. To French, um, French Tallulah is making a dish that she wants to speak to her French heritage and then, oh no, the dreaded, there were no feet on her right. macarons. Right, and they ended up hollow. They were hollow. It almost seemed like she maybe dug out the centers, but I know she didn't. No, I think they just, it just was hollow. And they, because he went back and picked up her tray. Yeah, I know. And that. showed the leftovers, the the fallen soldiers of the macaron tray. Yeah. I know. That, that, that gave me like kind of a little bit of a hurt, like jump. But she also made a mistake because uh, she smeared butter across the plate with some jam. 
But and butter then, makes everything better. <laughs> right. And put the macarons in the butter, which made them mushtastic. Yeah. Do you know the difference between macaron and macaroon? Mm-hmm. What? Um, about $4. $4 and some coconut? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they are different uh, different yes. desserts, but I, I think it's interesting that in present day, macarons are not macarons, mm-hmm. where kind of in, you know, even 10 years yeah. ago, they were called macaroons, and one was made in Indiana with coconut, and another one was made in um, France with almond flour. But, and okay. I was going to say, I think... Ben's, in my opinion, overall was the most successful from just looking at it without tasting it. Those Napoleons look delicious. Yeah, his Napoleon looked delicious. His plating was really good. And it had a degree of difficulty to it where I was like, man, he tried something. Yeah. And he succeeded. Well, my question is, how many pastry shops are there on Rodeo Drive? Because Christina made sure Ben knew it was worthy of a Rodeo Drive pastry shop. I was going to say, I I think we know where Christina's hotel is near. Because it sounds like (laughs) she stopped at every pastry shop at Rodeo Drive on her way into the studio in the morning to pick up some kind of pastry. (laughs) You know she did. Because you know what? Christina Tozzi... Your money's no good here. Take it, take it. She, please, she comes in. Please eat our pastry. <laughs> yes, Let exactly. Let us know what you think. And Niella's upside down cake looked really good despite the burning. Yes, and there was more tenderness for Maron. And oh, I'm sorry, Maron. I said his name as though he was a macaron. macaron. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she had a little bit of a tough presentation, but all in all, I think. It was good, and I think she was kind of given a little bit of special love because she she needed it at that moment. Mm-hmm. And then, uh-oh, Gordon Ramsay, we talked about it already, but he goes to get Tallulah's pans, like you said. Mm-hmm. No centers. He's like, what happened? And she just fusses up. She's like, I didn't have time to fix it. And I thought I could work with my mistake. I'm paraphrasing, but it was something similar to that. Um, And he says, okay, it's a good sheen. The jam is good. But all I kept writing was, "Uh uh-oh, oh no. But Tallulah, such a well-spoken young woman, handled herself so well. And she is still a hero in my eyes and always will be. Yes, and Reed's donuts were fine, underrisen. Don't you love though when Christina called him? He said thank you. He didn't. He yeah. like she said. He said thank you, and then he called her ma'am. He's like, yes, ma'am, not in a weird way. No, 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 like, in a respectful in way. In such a polite way. Yes, and um, Mateo's scallops, I wrote down, would have been sent back on Hell's Kitchen. Okay, like, here's Gordon, the question, Dan. Ramsey, <laughs> would they have been sent back, or would they have with been malice. slammed across they, the the kitchen? He, almost, he hitting would have said, "Everybody, everybody, come here into the into the into secret the, path, yes. pantry." And then he would have been like, "These look like scabs off an elephant's ass." <laughs> would there? Wait, have been, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> would there have been like, um, what what do they call it when they show like the break before a commercial, and then it's like. 
That cool. The bumper. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been one of those kind of things. Like a slammed burnt scallop. I agree. With a, a hunk of maybe risotto poo-poo. Mm-hmm. Then Kate's, Kate's pancakes. Kate, who loves her little fish bowl, she gives mm-hmm. it a hug. They look, I wrote, they look so delicious. I don't know if I was just hungry at that moment, but those pancakes look so delicious to They me. were rustic. Yeah, that's what Christine, you know when the presentation is not great. Yeah, yeah. and they kind of blew past Brielle. Yeah, she did shrimp with rice, and I guess it was um, a little too much pepper in it. It yeah. kind of seemed like it might be a little bit over her head, like the whole mm-hmm. the whole dish. And then um, Kyle says, I get to cook with my two favorite things. And he, then he says, it's legendary. Christina says she thinks the crust is a little too blonde. She didn't say blonde, but I think that's the word for it. It was a little underdone. Mm-hmm. And then that blood orange garnish was too clunky. Yeah. But Kyle was so excited. He was excited for it, but we'll see. And then Malia is the final contestant. Um, and I think she said, did she say her middle name was Citrus? Maybe. Because <laughs> she's, she's from California, and she said, my middle name is Citrus. And I, the, only th- the only thing I noticed about her dish, because they didn't talk about it that much, except it was the cutaway, because Gordon Ramsay did one of his The things. fake out, yeah. Yeah, but um, is she put a flower right in the center of the plate. There was a pink flower, which yeah. I thought was odd for a pork dish, but maybe that was her visual indicator that it had citrus in it. I don't know. Well, Aron wanted it to look like citrus, so I don't know why it wasn't a kumquat, but, you know. It was lemon poppies. <laughs> a what? I don't know. I'm making stuff up. I, I don't know. But with Malia, I did think it was cute. I, I even asked you to rewind it because I couldn't tell who said this. But the peanut gallery is shouting, Good job. You should be really proud of yourself to Malia. And I just really, really enjoy when the other children support and encourage each other. So the top, of course, Gordon picks Malia. Yes. And No surprise who Aron picks. What about Ben? Well, I told you, I think. Christina tells he was just like this is really good. I yeah. and I said I think I think he probably did the best. I think uh, Malia and he probably did the two best looking dishes to me that I would I would be like oh yeah that looks like what it's supposed to. Yeah. The one that looked the worst to me is probably Mateo's. Well, and you know Mateo, Tallulah, Kyle, and Brielle are all in the bottom. Right, but Mateo's is the one. If I had seen it somewhere, I'd be like woof. Well, if you saw it in Hell's Kitchen, you said you'd throw it across the dining room and swear at the garçon. Mm-hmm. I, I would throw it at the second lead from Billions that was sitting at a table in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't even think they can get the talent from Billions. I think it's more like somebody who was on um, Baywatch in the 1980s. Okay. <laughs> the drummer from Poison. Um. Don't diss the drummer from Poison. <laughs> What a talent. So, oh no, Tallulah goes home. Bye, Tallulah. And then Mateo. And Mateo. I don't think you're missing Mateo. Um, I don't, I didn't have that problem. I think Mateo learned a lot on the show. Yeah. And he'll keep cooking. 
Okay. I, I loved that to, um, that Mateo did say he had so many good memories. Yes. And I love that Tallulah, on her exit, she was just so smart and thoughtful. Yeah. And talks about how meaningful the experience Which is has great. Been. But the heartbreaker, and you maybe missed this, is Kate was weeping when Tallulah got kicked off. And it just made me sad because I was like, Oh no, they were buddies, and now Kate just has her fishbowl. Her fishbowl to cuddle with. And Kate probably leaned over to her and whispered, Don't make the macarons, make a sugar cookie. Make lemon sugar cookies, because she just did the pancakes. And she's like, just make, yeah, keep it make, simple. Keep it simple. Like, don't don't shoot for the stars. And and Tallulah was like, hey, baby, I gotta I gotta shoot for the stars. I'm French. I'm French. Yeah. Macaron is a pancake to me. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was crepe. I don't know. <laughs> what do I look like? A Frenchie? Uh, French. You look. You know what? You look like a mime tonight. I like that you wore your mime costume tonight in memory of last week's episode. Well, I thought it was. I it would be ironic since the only thing people are going to hear from me is my voice to wear a mime outfit. Because <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so next week, there's whipped cream flying all over the place. And this is just one of my pet peeves, and I have to mention it. You can use a stand mixer to make whipped cream. You can whip cream by hand. You can even use a hand mixer. But it always bothers me so much when somebody's using a hand mixer, but they tilt it at like a 90 degree angle in the bowl, so it flies all over the place. So we see a lot of that, but then your favorite segment from all these MasterChef juniors is another sweet dump. That's right, another <laughs> another sweet dump on the, the three judges, and the kids will be uh, experimenting. And I think it's tripe dump. <laughs> Yum, can't wait. All right, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.